Swift Unwrapped, a show about the Swift programming language and other projects at Swift.org. My name's JP Samard. And I'm Jesse Squires. And before we get started today, I'd like to thank our first sponsor, which is Clubhouse. Clubhouse is the first project management platform for software development that brings everyone on every team together to build better products. Clubhouse provides the perfect balance of simplicity and structure for better cross-functional collaboration. Its fast, intuitive interface makes it easy for people on any team to focus in on their work on a specific task or project while also being able to zoom out and see how that work is contributing towards the bigger picture. With a simple API and robust set of integrations, Clubhouse also seamlessly integrates with the tools you use every day, getting out of your way so you can deliver quality software on time. For listeners of Swift Unwrapped, you can visit clubhouse.io slash swiftunwrapped to check them out. So speaking of the podcast that talks about projects at Swift.org, we want to talk about a new project that is not just for Swift, but actually written in Swift. This is potentially the start of uh, having more Swift in the Swift compiler itself. This is the new Swift compiler driver project that's a re-implementation of the compiler driver actually written in Swift. Uh, Very exciting development here. Yeah, uh, there's an announcement on the forum from Doug Greger, um, as well as a number of tweets from people on the the core team that that worked on this, um, or not necessarily the core team, but uh, just the Swift team in general. And um, yeah, it's a very meta kind of weird thing that you have Swift compiling Swift. Yeah, it's great. Um, you know, for for years, people have been talking about the potential of having uh, part of the Swift compiler be written in Swift, and generally, uh, the thinking there was that it would just be hard to do. Um, you know, putting aside all of the bootstrapping questions, which is, you know, how do you actually build Swift if the Swift compiler requires Swift? Right, there, you have a chicken <laughs> right. and egg problem. Right. Um, and generally, programming languages that, that do this, right? You have you have uh, C++ with LVM, and you have um, Rust that's also written in Rust. tend to tend to require the language already existing, right? And you end up having, if you go back far enough, you have a version of the compiler that was written using something else, right? Right. And the same thing would apply here, right? You would need a fully functional Swift version for for you to be able to build a Swift compiler that had any Swift in it. Um, but they're sort of, you know, leaving that bridge for 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 later. Um, but for now, this is a reimplementation of uh, a fairly independent, um, <laughs> and I say I use that word loosely, part of the Swift compiler that can really um, be extracted and call into a number of these other tools that coordinate um, how to compile executables for a platform. And so, for example, the driver is responsible to run the compiler front end to compile source code into object files. It drives the linker to link those object files into a library or, or an executable and and etc. And so it, it the driver, the, the reason why it's called that is that it 
it goes and combines all these other tools that can continue to be written in whatever language they want, currently C++, really. Mm-hmm. Um, but it you can sort of see it as this really elaborate shell script that goes and calls into right. a number of other things and then produces the end result. And so this this driver currently exists, right? It's part of the yep. main Swift compiler. Uh, but this is a new project that exists uh, on GitHub at Apple slash Swift-driver. And it's meant as a stand-in replacement, um, even though there's still a significant amount of functionality that needs to be built into it for it to, to actually become a viable replacement. Right, yeah. So anytime you invoke Swift-C from the command line, for example, the driver is the program that you are invoking, right? Yeah, if I recall correctly, you, you invoke Swift-C, and you know, if you're invoking like Swift build, then you're invoking, invoking the Swift package manager that then calls Swift C. But Swift C will then go and, um, spawn a number of additional, uh, forked processes of Swift C that act as, uh, the compiler front end. Mm-hmm. But the, the initial invocation is that driver. Right. Yeah. They should have called this project Swift dash elaborate dash shell script. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure that didn't test well. <laughs> so what's fascinating about this uh, project is that you can build and run it yourself um, without any compiler experience necessary. There's mm-hmm. um, zero C++ in this project. It's it's really all Swift or tiny, tiny bit of C++, I guess. GitHub says 2.1%. Um, but for the most part, you set this up using, it, it's built using the Swift Package Manager. Uh, it yeah. uses Foundation and CoreLibs Foundation, uses XC tests for its tests. You can open it up in Xcode, right? And so if you're an iOS developer or um, and any developer using Swift for Apple platforms, this uses a lot of the same uh, modern technologies um, for Swift code bases, which drastically lowers the barrier to entry. Now, it's still... Um, you know, an, an elaborate shell script, right? It's, it's yeah. still an elaborate project, and you still need to understand a little bit about how the driver, the role that it plays in the compilation process, right? And no changes to the build system or the language that a tool is built in is really going to shortcut, shortcut that for you. Um, but in terms of just getting something built and running the tests on it, um, it, it should really drastically lower the barrier to entry. Right, right. It should be a familiar setup to everyone familiar working in uh, Xcode, it seems, um, or just working with Swift Swift packages in general. And um, the README here has, uh, there's a development plan section with kind of uh, a list of things that still need to be done. So this is a very, it seems like an early phase of this project. Um, specifically noted are fix me and to do comments, uh, that you can search for, um, and, uh, improve lots of little things throughout the code base. Uh, we've already started seeing some contributions from, uh, members of the public, uh, right? So we have, um, a PR to generate the, the pre-compiled header job, mm-hmm. uh, which is, needed for uh, compiling Objective-C and, and C. Um, and that's being done by Colton Schlossler, uh, Schlosser, who has a PR up and, and was able to do this uh, by all accounts pretty quickly. Um, we have some other PRs uh, from 
uh, Christopher Tonneson, who's uh, fixing some of the tests uh, that can run on Linux, right? So we're, we're already seeing an influx of interest from the community. Yeah, and it's pretty cool because uh, you can read through this PR, like the uh, the PHC job PR is, um, let's see, 52 additions for subtractions. Um, you know, it's a pretty small PR and it's all like very readable. You know, you can like look through this and uh, maybe you're not familiar with all of the um, the different types, but you can pretty much figure out exactly what this code is doing if you're familiar with Swift and Corelibs Foundation, which is pretty cool because I would say most of the PRs that I've ever tried to look at on the main Swift project would take me a long time to read. And even then, I think much of it is just gibberish to me. Yeah. And what's also really nice is that this doesn't yet anyway require... um, any uh, features of Swift uh, to build that aren't in an official release, right? So mm-hmm. you can, using the the latest Swift 5.1 official release on, on Darwin anyway, I haven't tried on Linux yet, you can just run uh, Swift build or Swift test and all those, all those tests just pass for me, right? It runs in a few seconds. Um, and maybe this is an artifact of how early this project is, uh, but it's, it's still quite, large, right? You have, um, uh, according to the count lines of code utility clock, uh, mm-hmm. there's, um, you have, let's see, how many lines of Swift do you have? You have 200, 250 files of Swift. Okay, so it's not that big, um, which amounts to about 30,000 uh, lines of, of Swift code. Um that's that's all those are really long files i guess <laughs> if you have 251 right. files of swift and it amounts to, to 30,000 lines right <laughs> but uh but still it, it's it's still um pretty easy to get get started in actually i'm i'm looking now and, and just in the sources directory mm-hmm. it's just 48 files of swift uh at, at 6,000 uh total lines of code of swift code um so early days in the project these are very long files i guess from what i'm right. i'm used to yeah hey the fewer files you have the faster it compiles uh, i see right that's a pro tip from from jesse <laughs> pro swift developer exactly yeah do you write all of your swift programs in one file yeah the app delegate file it's single expression yeah it, yeah you know that file it's already there when you create the project so why create more there you go. Yeah. It also keeps the Excel project small. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you're you're, you're the uh, the um, Xcode text editor team's favorite person because they can right. stress test uh, how long they can they they can support files. Yeah, and then all of your members can be file private, and it's great. Uh, yeah, you don't need access control when you when when you just have the one file. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I'd like to take a short break right now and thank our second sponsor for this episode, which is Vettery. Uh, Vettery is an online marketplace that's changing the way that people hire and get hired. We have a 
special uh, offer for Swift Unwrapped listeners, where if you sign up for Vettery at vettery.com slash swiftunwrapped, all one word, you get a $300 bonus if you accept a job through Vettery. Uh, and please use that link because it helps um, uh, help support the show. Now, Vettery partners with over 20,000 companies, whether it's innovative startups to Fortune 500 firms across the U.S., Canada, and the U.K. It's free to join, and you they really do specialize in the tech space. So software developers, data scientists, product managers. Uh, if you're live on their marketplace, top employers can find your profile and extend interview requests via email directly. Uh, so please do sign up, vettery.com slash swiftunwrapped. That's V-E-T-T-E-R-Y dot com slash swiftunwrapped, all one word. And to get a $300 bonus if you accept a job through Vettery. Uh, so Jesse, are are you? Do you have any interest in digging into this um, yourself, in in actually contributing or uh, looking into more about how it works? Yeah, I think I'm I'm generally interested. Um, right now, I think it's just a matter of um, if I have time to uh, to dig into this. Um, I'm definitely interested. I would say, and um, so far, I've mostly just like browsed the source. Um, on github itself but i'd be interested in you know searching for to do's and fix me's just to see what's there and see if there's anything that's you know relatively small to um to tackle yeah the development plan that you alluded to earlier is is really uh nice to see um that it's it's broken down into uh, a few categories of different things that are left to do as um as suggestions for folks who do want to go and dig in, uh, the first line is is really um, uh, probably the the bulk of uh, the low hanging fruit, right? Are things that say "fix me" and "to do." Mm-hmm. Uh, there are a lot of little things to improve, um, uh, as it's written here in the development plan. But there's a bunch of other categories, things like option parsing. Um, platform support. Uh, there's interest in in having a Windows toolchain version. Mm-hmm. Um, the REPL and immediate compilation modes aren't supported. Uh, there's, uh, for testing, there's a number of things that can be done to uh, to integrate um, some of the Swift repositories driver test suite into this particular project or to fuzz this project. Um, and so these are things that uh, people jumped on um, in... Uh, when when the original Swift uh, repository was open sourced, and these are things that could be done for this project as well. Mm-hmm. On a personal note, uh, it was really exciting to see that this project uses a, an open source project of mine called Yams, the YAML parsing library, um, and that's driven an influx of contributions from um, Salim Abdul Rasul, who's Copnerd in the forums and, and on GitHub to go and support Windows uh, for, for YAMS, which is this really interesting community effect, right? If, um, if there's a lot of excitement around a new project and it has a dependency, then that excitement sort of carries over to a, to a second degree to some of its dependencies so that if you mm-hmm. want to do things like support new platforms, um, so he's gone in and added support for the CMake build system because even though uh, Windows now has 
the rudimentary support for the Swift compiler, Swift runtime, uh, the Swift standard library, and even CoreLibs Foundation, the Swift package manager still doesn't work on there. So it's still sort of hard right. to go and, and build things like existing Swift projects. Um, and so he's he's gone in and added uh, CMake support. Um, and so it's it's just really nice to see that um, uh, excitement around a project like this, like the Swift driver, carries over to some of its dependencies that they can also benefit from that interest. Yeah, for sure. I think. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know how much we would see with this going into some of the other Swift projects, uh, at least the the C plus plus ones that might be difficult. But um, yeah, it'd be cool if this sparked interest uh, in other ways. Now, in terms of uh, what the future looks like for this actually becoming um, the default uh, for the Swift compiler, um, Doug Greger writes in the forum that uh, there's still a significant amount of work uh, of functionality that still needs to be implemented or for this driver to become a viable replacement for the existing one. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's a call for help here, really saying... um, it you know you don't need any compiler experience. It's a relatively small Swift code base, which we just saw right with with forty eight files, um, <laughs> right. yeah. which is I know it's a step up from what you're used to, Jesse, with the one file. But exactly. uh, still, it, it could be worse. Um, and that once they've reached feature parity with the existing driver, which there's a lot to do to get there, but they intend yeah. to deprecate the existing driver and replace it with this new implementation. Um, there's no mention here of you know how far away that's expected to be or right. how much, um, from a prioritization point of view, how much this uh, new driver is going to be um, is going to be resourced as opposed to the existing driver from the the Swift team itself. Um, but uh, you know, I I think this is it's it's probably un. Ideally, we see Swift six come June twenty twenty um, mm-hmm. with with a preview of of Swift six that has an option to use this driver, so that it's hopefully close enough to being at parity. Um, and I, I think in an ideal world, we're not going to see the main Swift driver replaced um, officially for Swift six, but it might be something that it, it would be nice if if it was an opt in where you pass in some sort of flag to Swift PM or you pass in some sort of flag to Swift C, and and you get this new driver so that they can um, we can really kick the tires on it. Right. Yeah. I was um, very curious how long um, it's expected to take to uh, to actually finish this and get complete, you know, feature parity and make the the switch over. I, I I would say your estimate is probably pretty accurate, but I wonder if, uh, I guess there's no mention in here of um, kind of a timeline. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. Yeah, no mention of a timeline, which is to be expected, really, um, right. coming out of, you know, Apple open source project, uh, but the fact that this <laughs> yeah. this is being done in the open is great, um, and and really uh, don't want to um, have you know uh, to nitpick. You know, beggars can't be choosers, right? Sure, Where sure. we can't say like, oh yeah, let's make things open, but uh, then complain if there's no timeline. The the fact that there's no timeline is is fine, right? Um, sure. And I think the the way that this is being done is is probably as as best as we could hope for. Yeah, um, it's nice that there's like a sort of a foundational basic functionality that's 
that's done at the initial, uh, I don't know what you'd say, launch, the initial open sourcing of this, as opposed to, I think like the, the Swift Neo project was just opened and it was finished. Is that correct? Uh, Swift Neo? I mean, yeah. it, it wasn't a 1.0, um, I think, as part of his its versioning. Okay. Um, I don't even know what, what version it's at now. Let me take a look real quick. 59 releases. Yeah, it's at version 2.8 right now. Got it. And not sure when what version it was when it was open sourced. Right. But I think, I don't know, if I remember correctly, I think most of the, the functionality was there. So it's it's interesting to see this take a different approach and being open sourced earlier on. Uh, yeah, it looks like the first version of Swift Neo that's tagged on GitHub anyway was 1.0 on February 28th of 2018. Um, not sure when it was announced if you know, if it was already at that uh, mm-hmm. at that version. Yeah. So one thing I initially thought when I first saw this announcement, I thought, oh, you know, it's pretty cool. It's like interesting that they're doing this. But I was I was also like, aren't there other more critical things to be doing as opposed to rewriting parts? But it seems I'd, I'd like to know like the state of the existing driver because, um, you know, like how I don't know I guess unmaintainable that code base is right now, um, and more about the the drive for for doing this. Yeah, uh, if I I think it'll be hard to get an answer out of anyone um, for to to have a sense of that right because that's not really something that uh the swift core team would just go out and say outright of like you know the current driver is unmaintainable um but i i would venture out to say that um if you were to start a, a very long journey of integrating more swift into the swift compiler or swift at all into the swift compiler right that, that starting at this level where you go sort of high level downwards right uh, is is probably a really smart move and Mm-hmm. The later you wait to do that, uh, the more complex, the more elaborate that elaborate that shell script becomes, right? Right. And 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 the the more work you have to do, even for that initial step. So, um, in fact, you know, here we are, five years after Swift was was originally released in its 1.0, mm-hmm. and I think if you wait any longer, it's it's going to be very challenging to start to integrate it. Mm-hmm. So do you think you'll be contributing to this, JP? Or do you have any interest in that? Yeah, I'd love to take a closer look. Um, I took a quick look at the the YAML parsing portion just to see, um, you know, for either from the YAM's point of view, what could be improved to, to help improve the usage there, mm-hmm. or either from the uh, the Swift driver point of view. It's really on, only used in one place, um, but it is used to, to parse... Um, uh, input info maps. I, I think it's actually used to to parse uh, the Swift depths files. If you've ever seen that compiled um, as part of the artifacts, uh, so that's one area where, where I'd like to take a closer look and see if anything can be improved. Um, but otherwise, yeah, for me, you'd sort of have to translate um, some of the roadmap plans into sort of a concrete, like, what does it unblock? Right, right. In in terms of a user-facing feature of, of either Swift Package Manager or um, uh, or other build systems for me to 
really have like a compelling reason to go and dive in and maybe tackle one of these fix me's or to do's. Uh, and, and so I think that's, that's sort of lacking right now where it's a lot of the like, um, concrete specific things that can be improved, but it, it's hard to know, like, is there a milestone that can get us to like a very simple, pure Swift, Swift package manager, Swift build? Um, because it, if, if this were laid out in those sort of milestones, then maybe I'd have that kind of incentive and motivation to go and dive in and, and tackle something. But right now it's, mm-hmm. it's a little bit abstract in terms of like, okay, how do I actually use this? Um, and maybe it's, maybe it's already documented and it's just a matter of me taking the time to, to actually roll up my sleeves and, uh, and understand it. Um, but f- for now it's, um, it's just a little too abstract. Yeah, I can see that. Yes, I guess for anyone listening, there is uh, some, some I don't know, overhead there to get ramped up and start to understand everything in this project um, and exactly what needs to be done uh, in this development plan. But I guess, you know, the benefit is it's all swift. It should all be readable and somewhat familiar. So sort of trying to answer my own question here, especially for the benefit of listeners, uh, if you specify... Um, there's actually some getting started steps in the readme here, which uh, which explains how to use the um, the new Swift driver in place of the existing driver. Mm-hmm. Uh, it involves creating a few symbolic links. Um, it involves overriding Swift exec, but you can actually do this within Xcode uh, by by doing these symlinks and specifying a Swift exec um, build setting at which point uh, Xcode will will use this driver. So I guess if you have a project of your own that you'd like to try this with, um, you could probably follow those steps to get started and see what breaks, right? Um, I don't know how easy, like how complete um, the driver actually is in like how much work is actually required to to get something basic building like that, but um, Mm -hmm. it is a jumping off point. All right. I think that's it for this episode. Thanks again to our sponsors, Clubhouse. You can check them out at clubhouse.io slash Swift Unwrapped and Vettery, vettery.com slash Swift Unwrapped. You can find me on Twitter at Jesse underscore Squires. You can find me at Twitter at SimJP. Um, And the show at Swift underscore Unwrapped. And thank you for listening to the show. If you enjoy it, please do leave a review on iTunes. 